0: Hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Headspace Podcast. This is the show where we review new rap albums and go through them track by track, giving our thoughts and our opinions and this week we're gonna be talking about two chains' album the brand new one he just put out rap or go to the league my name is hsr or holden Stefan Roy depending on how you know me normally I'm joined with Mr. Christopher Miss Chris Mr. bahawa I fucked that up Chris Chrome he had some uh shit to take care of this weekend he'll be back next week so it's just gonna be a solo one this time uh but before we get into it I like to do the intro bit And if you do want to skip that in the description of this video, you will find uh, a timestamp for like the entire review and when I talk about each song. So, you can jump ahead to uh, like the actual start of the rapper, quitter the league part. But to start, I'd like to point out that I'm not an expert. What I am is a person who decided one day to start doing some reviews, and a couple years later, I'm still here doing reviews. So, my only qualifications here is that I've re- reviewed quite a few albums and I've learned a lot. Am I an expert? Nah, I'm a student of the culture, and that's why I go through this process. So, you person coming to this review person watching this i appreciate what you have to say more than you might imagine because there's a good chance you're a bigger fan of mr titty boy mr two chains like than i am i mean you probably heard his music for longer and you probably care more not that i don't care but because of your attachment to him as an artist you probably care more you know more. So along the way, if I say anything that you feel is a little silly or if you agree or if you just want to kind of add any kind of a comment, please put that into the comment section and we're a small enough channel that I promise that every comment positive negative good bad even if you're telling me i'm a stupid fucker with no right to be doing this i will still answer you and give you that respect because you took that time to leave a comment just like on last week's uh review when we talked about Sarface meets ghost face and we had a comment from jay and it was i was kind of disappointed with the album I expected a lot more from GFK, Ghostface Killer. I do think Esoteric killed it. He absolutely killed it. That was a great performance on that project he's personally a fan of mumble rap by the way but he supports all types of raps and i really like that open-minded approach to the comment and so i thought it was a really cool one and yeah if you do leave a comment there's a chance next week i'll be reading your comment i don't know if that's significant to you but i do know some people myself included love it when people read their comments it's a fucking great experience like if if i tweet a celebrity like mc lars recently and he answers me i'm just like damn that is the coolest shit ever because it's so fun so uh, like, I mean, I'm not trying to imply that I'm a celebrity, but if you're going to take the time to comment on my channel, it's like the fucking least I can do is answer you. That's my philosophy. I'm really into that community building shit. So let's let's build a community of music lovers and shit. I like the other dudes who say that shit and then you comment and then, well, maybe they just have too many comments. I can't really talk shit. I don't have that many. Um anyway before we jump into the review special thanks to the patrons Ismail milky chris prado super old school 1994 carl and mr Lindell williams we'll talk a bit about that at the end of the video but without them we wouldn't be here still so they're dope um and we're gonna start talking about two chains and rapper go to the league now so consider this the start of the review i don't know i'm in a weird mood I, i had a nap i had coffee and i was like groggy and tired all day and i just like snapped out of it so anyway I like to start off kind of contextualizing my relationship with the artist, meaning when I became a fan or didn't, if I've heard a lot of their work or not. And I think it's very important, kind of like what I was touching on just a little bit before when I was saying that if you're a huge fan of Two Chains and you've been with him since the beginning and like you know all of his stuff, hearing a project like this is going to have a certain level of significance on you. If you're brand new to Two Chains and this is the first time you've ever heard them, well, again, that's going to have a certain significance to you. So in my case, um i don't remember when i first really heard of two chains but i do like know it was kind of back i remember i bumped i'm different for a while and i'm not gonna lie to anyone here sometimes all i want for my birthday is a big booty hoe and i do con- convey that to the girlfriend just kind of like in subtle hints with some hopes that just maybe one of those birthdays that's what happens it's possible you know the, the more you behave the more possible it becomes is what i'm trying to say um so like two chains to me has always well at first i just thought he was stupid because i was kind of dumb about shit and like i remember just listening to his things and i didn't really understand what trap music was about and i was a bit of a fucking hater and so i talked a lot of shit about two chains but then i found out he had a degree and then i got really like fascinated by two chains a little bit like let's say what you will and there's not that many drug dealers bragging about degrees that i hear in music at least so at the time it was like maybe 2012 13 or something it was really kind of cool to me like i don't even have a degree i dropped out so like fuck two chains has outperformed me in the field of education um i didn't know how legitimate he was but like uh this morning actually i uh watched him talking to sway on sway's universe and i linked that below because i thought it was a really cool interview to add some context into it so like I didn't realize he was like an athlete and like a, you know that he played ball and I didn't realize that he actually sold some shit and then I also didn't realize he was like brilliant and so I used to like make fun of him for saying some shit like I'm different because I didn't see why he was different but then tomorrow I learned about him and it's like damn maybe 2 chains is a bit of a different beast out there compared to some of the others but uh as for why I'm reviewing this album today is because he put out the pretty girls like trap music project and there was a remarkably relatively at least high number of people commenting on how good of a lyricist he was like how we should have reviewed it or whatever so i figured okay next two chains project we'll check it out we'll do it and let's be real he got on the chloroceptic remix and that was fucking cool he was supposed to be on the project uh revival so i mean the fact that everyone out there seems to be calling two chains a great lyricist really has me wondering because I, I have never really gone through his other albums i know his singles um i know that my absolute favorite part of mercy by kanye west is when he goes two chains and basically drops into his verse it's the best part of the song to me so like i love his two chains thing like i just i never really took him that seriously as a person before because i always felt he was more of like a a goofier materialistic thing but i don't know i guess i was really wrong is what i came to see as i learned a lot more about the type of person he is but going into this project i guess um Hearing what he had to say, it was interesting. I mean, it's relative to the whole review, but he kind of said, well, I've kind of reached this place in life where now maybe it's time to teach and grow and and do something different than what I previously had done. I was like, damn, that's a a fascinating mentality. Because, I mean, I I don't think there's anything wrong with being young and flossy anymore. I used to maybe have a problem with it because I was stupid. But I do think that... The truly interesting artists of all time, as they got older, their music got older, because then their like fan bases and shit can grow with them, and then like the younger ones can kind of go through the experience too and like catch up and have something to look forward to. So I I think to see two chains kind of embrace that that mentality that i'm like i'm started reading the gospel of hip-hop uh by karis one and he kind of describes hip-hop culture as something like that is about raising consciousness and awareness around your community to share knowledge to to try to help alleviate poverty and shit i don't know when i was listening to like uh two chains and sway talk it really feels that uh two chains has reached this point in his life where he wants his music to really be almost the embodiment of at least what krs one seems to want the culture to be and i thought that was a super nifty connection just to to just mention just before like we get into the review so y'all can let me know what you think about any of this because like i know i don't i don't think i'm talking out my ass because it's all just but it's all really new stuff i'm learning so Due to the fact that I haven't absorbed it, and I'm not like years into being wise on this shit, it's um sometimes a little easy to to make some blunders along the way. So I do hope uh, anybody out there f- does feel free to like correct me. Um, as far as the title goes, it's super interesting. Um, it's it's definitely something I've heard before. The idea that young black folk in the hood are faced with the prospect of basically um, rapping or you know playing ball or some kind of sports or entertainment lifestyle as the clean ways to get out the hood as opposed to the drug dealing alternatives so to have a guy like uh 2chains who in a sense has done it all he's wrapped he's played ball in a sense um lebron was actually involved in this project 2chains um, was super vague about what lebron actually did like he was super vague he didn't pick beats but he was he was involved i know so I thought that was an interesting point too but like it just it just when you really think about the title it really is the dichotomy of choices it's like you're not like go be a doctor it's not go be a businessman it's not invest in cryptocurrencies it's it's not anything it's rap or go to the league and I think it's trying to be like a bold statement with the intent of highlighting almost how ridiculous it is so like in a sense what this album is gonna communicate is maybe alternatives to that or maybe commenting on that idea and i thought it was really smart i thought it was a really cool title like it's um like even in the same vein as pretty girls like trap music it almost feels like it's trying to take on certain stereotypes or whatever and do something with them i don't know two chains pretty cool uh as far as that cover goes to me that means absolutely nothing um it's a building i guess i'll remember that particular shininess the yellow crate like i looked it up couldn't figure out what the fuck that building was so if y'all want to tell me what significance that has that would be super dope in the meantime that cover means fucking nothing to me except to identify this project and i guess that's a trap house of some kind i might be wrong um Anyway, so like I said, I like to go through the the songs track by track, and I think it's time to get into it. And I hope that y'all have some forgiveness in your hearts as I talk. The first two times maybe I heard this song, I felt a degree of, hmm, I don't know if I really like the sound of this. Not not the rhymes, not the, the sound of it. Now, as a reviewer, just to let you know, I consider things like production engineering like how the actual mixing and mastering was done is the rapper on point the flow the lyrics the actual sound do i enjoy the sounds do i respect the sounds because respect and enjoyment are not the same right like there's the objectiveness of that is well put together based on the science of music and then there's i like that science or i some because you know like sometimes you just like some bad shit that's just facts anyway so i like to kind of put that all together when i think about it so at first, the sound, I wasn't feeling it, but the rhymes were immediately kind of interesting because he has this very talky, like almost like he's he's a little bit preaching. And like, uh, I have some very important shit to say in his tone of voice. But what's super noteworthy is just right at the beginning, that introduction. And we'll introduce to you the starting lineup. We're going to introduce uh, now the Clayton uh, North Clayton Eagles, coached by James Gwynn. His starters, number 21, Tahid Epps. And that's uh, 2 chains, And then you get like this, hmm. So it's just like right away, an actual intro game footage of him as a ball player. Then Marsha Ambrosia with her gorgeous ass voice. Like it's a beautiful voice for the kind of beat it is. Um, Prayer for our sins. I pray for the sins. Tears that were crying. Let them all be forgiven. Let it be forgiven. Just let it be forgiven. And you have this idea of like bad shits happen. But people want to grow. People want to be forgiven. People want to start over again. And in this society where, like, it's almost like everyone's guilty for something. Like, most of us have some demon or another that in the court of Twitter and social media we'd all be guilty for society and then i don't know whether legal or otherwise so it's an interesting chorus and it's a heavy way to start it like so you have the potential of him as a youth this basketball starter and then something went wrong along the way just within that chorus and i think it's a really powerful start especially the sounds like five minutes it's got to come in strong and it's got to hit hard and after you listen to the beat a couple of times now it's funny as two chains was like in that interview with sway this album supposed to be done in a way where when you listen to it uh you're gonna immediately know if you like it or not he's wrong the more i listen to this the more it really grew on me and the more i liked it so if i trust my initial reaction uh, i don't know that i would have liked this song as much as it really grew on me but the third fourth time in it's like you really start to feel some energy on this shit when he's like in a dope game trying to reach my peak and go undefeated I pleaded with the judge, this is my first offense, high school b I'm trying to get a scholarship. And that's some real shit, you know, because he did go to jail a couple times. And so I just can, you just picture him in front of a judge being like, look, I know it's bad, please, please don't fuck up my life. I just, I can get out, I'm good enough, just if you do this, it's over, you know on a bumpy road like atv ebt used to give me peace a smile on the outside inside discreet as far as the past wish i could press delete Let my dogs off the reach rather buy it than lease or get murdered in the streets fine line and then it's like this interesting twist on it where he almost regrets some of the things he's done in the past but it kind of takes it on the death note right away like it's like it's so close it's such a fine line and i think it's heavy and i think it's serious and i think it's like real i think it's like just talking about maybe some of the the things that haunt him as he closes his eyes at night when he has those days where like he really just gets pensive and i feel like people who have gone through stuff even if you're in control even if you're living your best life you're gonna have moments where you're just haunted by your past and that's what i feel like this is it's like the weight that nobody talks about and it's really well done But just when you think, like, okay, where's it gonna go with this song? Got a phone call from Lil Fate, somebody shot his son, he didn't make it. My head aching, hands start shaking, foul beyond fragrant, he said, bro, what I'm supposed to do? A pause remorseful, we've been partners since public schools. Kids ain't supposed to die before us, As a parent, it's a parent, ain't no parent. Seeing stops once we leave the carriage and it goes on with the whole rest of the verse and just kind of like maybe rethink your shit because you know people like if you die it's going to hurt you know and, and it's kind of blunt and it's not like he's doing anything here to be like overly coded he's he's just flat out saying like check it this is real remember that time lil fate's son died well i do i had to talk to him and have words for him because it's not right that like kids die before their parents so from like a thematic point of view i feel like two chains is using his platform to to try to offer some truth and and to try to maybe Add a counterbalance to some of the more youthful aspirations that he had and I like that because I feel like redemption is an important thing and if you get older and more mature, you have kids, you become that role model in your mind. To own it and to be that person is a very commendable and interesting thing. Then there's that outro, which is just heavy and deep. And, you know, she's got like, in all his majesty and might, his brilliance and his beauty, his black and his blue boy still slips from their lips when they address him. So that's I now understand what that means because I read a book that um, on the M-word and uh, apparently... I didn't know people do this, but people call black people "boy" no matter what their age is, and it's like racism kind of way to emasculate men and shit. And so, just kind of running through that, it's like, you know them, uh, you know them love black boy strength, but don't love black boys. Let me see your hands, gunshot. I'm like I don't know. I've been trying to learn a lot and read a lot over the last while, more about this type of shit, the history. Um, at some point, I have to learn more specifically about the Jim Crow shit. I mean, I kind of have a general idea at this point. Um, in general, it's just fucked up, man. How uh, the overall tone of how black people might get treated, and it's just I feel like Two Chainz is trying to almost ask for forgiveness for maybe glorifying this shit by putting the up op- maybe not ask for forgiveness this is how i interpret it but he's like he once maybe has glorified some of this lifestyle and now he's kind of trying to maybe change the tone of shit in his own way and i thought it was really nice um like i don't know it was really a heavy song to me it was it was so well tight like his verses it's not like he's being tricky but he's po- he's on point His delivery has such a flair to it. Every syllable is clear and crisp and on where it's supposed to be. I'm like I'm like really impressed with his abilities because he's able to take a simple form of rap and make it so impressive that it almost is just complicated listening to the nuances of his flow in my opinion. Like if you really listen to the nuances of what he does and compares it against a lot of other dudes at that tempo and speed, I think he's kinda gotta step up in technique in his delivery. Um, I really like this song, so I gave it a 4.5, that beat really grew on me over time, it has this nice production, and again, it's like, uh, I don't know about it again, I had this conversation in real life, it wasn't really with y'all, so now you're getting it gain because of my in real life experience, but... I, I was commenting on how there seems to be this trend of kind of fusing old school but like in a 2019 kind of way and that's an amazing thing as the trend towards uh music is clearly shifting towards this more lyrical like there's all there's no like real effects it's almost bare bones it's almost punk in its rawness that is kind of putting out there and i think it's really cool um all right uh there's still a lot more to talk about uh, and so the next one is threat to society like this has again this beautiful old school flair in that beat um this song samples so good to be alive by the truth that's and it just sounds really nice Uh, that's the best i can say it flows into the beat the her voice just kind of works throughout the song and it's executed in a way where you can tell that like on a production front they took the time after like the rhyming was done just to make sure that like the right sample nuances were in the right places just to make make it flow a little bit more dynamically and alive than say your average use where it might just be slapped on the hook and then it just drops into your boring ass 16 um a lot of those cookie cutter beats you can buy online are really boring in the verses so like i appreciate when they make those subtleties to make it like really rich and nice sounding um his rapping is tight Natural disasters. All these emotional rappers. Master of my own fate and I own my masters. Whoa. So in a world where everyone's, I guess, a little bit emotional and trapped in trap and everything, everyone's kinda in this new era, you know, and there's natural disasters in a literal sense, but also maybe in a musical explosive emotional kind of sense going on in hip hop. Um you have him immediately following up that he controls his destiny and key to a lot of things he owns his own masters so while everyone else is getting fucked two chains is getting paid i respect that that's a that's a cool way to start off your strong song like to imply that you is actually in control of your of your universe and you own your rights to your music that you have that kind of business acclimate at least it speaks to me as a person and inspires me as a person um don't let this smooth taste fool you. When I bust, i school you. They throw rocks and hide behind the computer with yellow tape and white chalk when I'm on the beat. Yeah, you rich, but your talk is cheap. Oof, that's nice. Like, because he comes in so so calm, this presence of, like, like, you don't feel a threat, per se, but there is a threat. Because while you are sitting there talking your shit, while you are doing whatever, he is wrecking this beat because he has the smoothness to him, but he's tight, he's on point, and he has shit to say. And uh, the way he describes killing the beat, yellow tape and white chalk, it's not like it's over the top, but... It is a nice kind of slide out flair to, like, a wordplay. Like, it's an elaborate way of describing shit. So, even if you have money, it doesn't matter if you ain't got shit to say. And then, you never seen him trying to uh, walk a sheep. He's so famous, he can't even cough in peace. Like, that's an interesting point. I guess you can't smoke or do anything. Or, I, I don't really know, maybe just coughing in and of itself attracts attention. I don't get the line 100%, but I did get the point where he is trying to keep it real flows it on over and then you know you're like okay uh you crying over spilt milk probably never seen your friend killed probably never seen your dad die or played dodgeball with fed time i've done some things i ain't proud of like sold my mom drugs i'm like whoa that's some serious shit like just in the eye like okay like you sold your mom drugs now i'm not trying to judge him or anything I admire the courage it would take to just be that real saying this is what I once did in my life and I can own that now and as a grown person I can't hide from my past this is what happened you know I dodged the cops Um, my dad I watched him die you know like I've seen friends done so when I hear you people whining being so emotional talking your cheap talk I think about what I've been through your bullshit is bullshit in my opinion but he doesn't end it there Which is like the big criticism I can make of the 90s is that this is where the story ends and what what I'm happy and when I was hoping for the revival of the 90s, the 20 years later thing we're going through now, I was hoping we would fix this problem two chains is contributing to the fixing of this problem because the story doesn't end there and everybody's story ended there his goes you know they want to sell my soul going once going twice never sold best story that was never told keep in mind that i have several episodes a lot of things to be thankful for a wife and three kids i'm gonna make it four i mean hold up hold up so he did all the dark shit he's remorseful for it in a sense he's he's okay with it he's not trying to hide who he was he stuck true to himself and he made it through He didn't suck. There's a lot of things you don't know. But at the end of the day, he ends it on, I'm grateful for what I have. In fact, we're procreating and my family's growing. What? You don't hear a lot like that. You don't you don't hear a lot of verses that take you through that kind of journey in my opinion. I mean, you do. You you person watching this probably do, but in like a more two chains level of guy kind of way like you gotta understand it's like when i hear two chains and again this is my preconception this is based on my hearing it i'm thinking of shit like look back at it look back at it you know like two, like just a different a different this is really amazing to me i'm like i feel like everything i thought i knew has just been blowing up and this is another album on that list of people who talk shit about how hip-hop is not being made don't know what the fuck they're talking about So when he does go, never get the credit I deserve. I don't know if you hear in every word. I now know I have to go back and listen to everything because he's right. I never gave him any credit. And he has at least earned and deserved that shit, in my opinion. And then I just like the, I'm a threat, I'm a threat, threat, threat. You know, like, it's so minimalistic. It's so little. And and that's kind of the point. He's a threat. But you don't perceive him that way because he's not being so loud. Because he's not like that. He's just fucking subtle it's kind of like he'll shank you with like this little skinny blade that pierces you in a way you don't even feel it and then all of a sudden you take your shirt off and you're dead i don't know i'm just that's, that's what i picture with it it's fucking interesting second verse is pretty fine um i don't know if there's a lot more except that i love the fact that he points out how much he learned from coach Gwynn. you know like how he just learned how to deal with conflict almost through basketball Balance, eye contact elbow room follow through that's it And in a sense, like when you're grinding, that is basic project management described in 2 Chains language. So, I mean, plan, make your lists, uh, eye contact, figure out your goals, define your targets, elbow room, you know, make sure you understand what you got to do when you got to do it. Follow through, execute the plan, make it happen when you said it would. That's project management. So, good on you, 2 Chains, for dropping corporate knowledge through street rhymes. Um... Another line that again just blows my mind because you are sitting there like uh, I so doped and rapped about it on my mixtapes I had respect but I gained more you rather be underrated or unemployed hmm, think on it and that's something that I really should think about on sometimes because we get a little bit too big for our britches maybe something at your company pisses you off at work or whatever and then you hear a 2 chains talking and he asks you a really pivotal question do you want to feel undervalued or would you rather be fucking broke? perspective man really think about that shit what is what is the bigger play you know and i really felt inspired by that shit anyway i like this song more than i like the last song i thought this was like wow we're on track two and i'm blowing away by two chains this is a 4.75 i can't give it to five because there's just there's just something about it a little something that makes me not want to go put this on in like a preference kind of way and i want y'all to know this is subjective preference like a five i actually gotta want to bump that shit i want to listen to this in a pensive i want to learn way this is like something to put on now and again and i don't mean that disrespectfully it's just my feelings on it i heard it i feel inspired by it and i'm gonna be quoting it as dope shit but the sound is not a hundred percent my favorite um even if the talent's all there uh anyway instead of just defending my grades that are really high uh i don't know sometimes it's weird i don't see you i can't it's just me in a room right now let's talk about money in the way so i'm a bit of a geek i like technology technology to me like i love it the way like rappers love fashion i literally have that as a line on my song that i'm working on it's like i'm in the tech like rappers love fashion um but then i heard him on this very track as him as in two chains go it's definitely in the way the bezel get replaced i'm like that's a good f-. that was it that was when like i felt like the weight of two chains it clicked in my mind all he had to do was talk about some shit that samsung talks about and i'm in you know so bezels are like the edge of your screen all right and so the big trend in like fashion so in a sense This is the flossiest song like sorry flossiest line about like so in the way some problems let's say your tech your people your whatever you got to upgrade replace it so in a sense bezels on phones and technology monitors has been something that was considered in the way it was like retail estate of screen that was being wasted so you replace the bezels with more screen creating a bigger upgrade so anything that was in the way like money can be spent on better technology to have a bezel-less experience therefore the money's not in the way and you have a more practical fucking tool i was like listen you're gonna be making some fucking bars about being richer than me at least rap about something i would care about and somebody did so thanks two chains i really love that that line that's line of the album maybe for me in terms of like my favorite it's that i've heard that caught me off guard y'all don't have to agree but that's really where i'm at with that one um this song is flossy uh the beat is not my favorite but it's really well made so i appreciate the sound of it i appreciate how well put together how sample driven it sounds i appreciate how he flows on it and he really does like right off the jump psychedelic flow on the dope and the antidote fade down the street from the pocket store what you know going back and forth in and out moving lateral that's a really cool line because it's almost like he's on the flow and he's weaving through the beat and as he's doing it, he's describing it you know and he's so dope he's the antidote that was a fun line still uh in and out moving lateral lateral is just back and forth i mean it's redundant but it's a clever redundant and i appreciate that uh i just i don't know there wasn't a whole lot of specific lyrics in this song i thought were absolutely next level like bought a new scale trying to calibrate trying to add it up i'm trying to allocate rocket reptile talking alligator you can clap that talking patty cake so it's actually really well written in my opinion the rhymes are good he's on point his flow it's not like like on the one hand it doesn't actually sound like this is something i've heard before but on the other hand Songs about being rich and making and having a lot of money are, are cool to a degree to me. On the other hand, I kind of recognize that like if you are going to be making this kind of album where you're trying to uh, speak to a certain community, you do need to have that credentials. So like, if you're going to have the knowledge songs, it's probably a good idea to have good flossing songs too. So the fact that he's flossing with intelligence and some shit, but he's, he's like kind of also having that humility of remembering where he came from. Like I came from canned goods. I came from paper plates. God don't make mistakes, but he'll make a way, you know, he's still adding in shit like that to remind you just, what's important um i i respect it i really think this is a cool song the chorus is fine like it just feels like it's so well written and i want to like it more but in general the overall subject matter of the song only interests me as much as it does still i admire what 2chains is doing here i think it follows suit with this like theme um and the fact that again like just shit like he's adding lines like basil's that you're googling shit and getting interested in new things like that's what i'm hoping he's able to mix all these different angles in so it's almost like in the same song he has like a little line for so many different types of people i think is really cool and really impressive i gave this song a 4.3 i really think it's well done even if it's not my favorite and that's totally fine so the next one is called statute of limitations this is a fascinating song um first of all what is a statute of limitations now for everyone who just goes of course i know what the fuck that is well then there's the other few people who don't know what it is and this is for those people in the united states of america And I have to specify that because it doesn't exist necessarily the same way in my country. Uh, There's a limited time upon which your crimes can be prosecuted. Five, seven years or so. It says five on Genius. I've also heard seven. So I don't know if there's like it's a federal thing or if it's a state thing. So what that means is if you commit a crime, you got to wait five to seven years before you can rap about it. And I actually think just the fact that he chose to rap about some shit that like he did in his past that is no longer uh or the statute of limitations to prosecute that crime is over with is a really powerful message to people who might be living that shit it's like just be careful when you're talking about your specifics that you can't be prosecuted for them because as we've seen with guys like bobby Shmurda, they will come for you if you snitch in your fucking lyrics i mean i'm just i'm i personally don't involved in that lifestyle but i do understand the corruption in the legal system and i and i really do know that um snitching is snitching and anybody can know what snitching is anyway um why i mentioned the usa thing is because i live in canada and apparently in canada there is no statute of limitations on crimes that are indictable So as long as you can get indicted on a charge, even if it's 60 years later, in theory, you can uh, go to jail for it. And um, I just read an interesting lawyer piece this morning saying that, unfortunately, this means that we're prosecuting people from like all eras and not necessarily focusing on newer, more relevant crimes. So I was curious to know what your thoughts on statute of limitations were because up until today i never thought about it so thanks to chains apparently the song was supposed to be called something else but then in light of what it was about uh they changed it and as far as what it's about mcdaniel street i had a bag full of bombs south side i used to serve little john so we sold a little dr- uh, drugs to little john on a god boy road i shot dice with true that's a significant person according to the internet uh hit the d mall and i served with big Unk. anytime 50 came down i served buck you get the idea Deal what this is kind of is he's just kind of citing some of his more significant adventures as a dealer you know carbon 15 hit me Jeezy want a zip and wheezy gonna buy any everything set to brick like these are significant players coming through and when they needed some shit two chains was the guy they got then is chorus um i thought it was uh, or oh, sorry right before the chorus i really like he goes see i can run a checkup and you just run your lip i can run a checkup and he repeats it a bunch and it's like you ain't running shit is how he ends it right before the chorus and i thought that was cool because really he can back up the claim i mean he really can and considering how many people talk about selling drugs who lease and do all that lame shit i can't say names because i don't actually give a fuck i don't really follow the gossip side that much but since every legit rapper seems to be talking about all the fake people in this in the industry and you meet these guys and apparently you know like even k reno said like you'll meet somebody you just know um it's just kind of like yeah i he can do it he's legit and you should be careful running your fucking mouth especially if you didn't even commit that shit when you're talking to two chains you're dealing with uh ex-drug dealer, ex-athlete, used to take people's girls with me, you know, and then he just kind of rose, And that's an interesting just thing. It's like, this is my credentials. This is where I come from. You know what the fuck is up. Who are you? What are you even talking about? And then, you know, I kind of really enjoyed when he went, you want me to girl that say she left me. I left her on the left knee sooner she effed me. I, well, it's not like a particularly great line in terms of ingenuity, but it is definitely a a more interesting way to describe fucking uh a wham bam thank you ma'am situation yeah no girl leaves him it's always him bangs the girl takes out so he's so fly we're gonna do it be cool like that do some shit where you can be like left on the left knee you know left me you know rhyme that shit like that make it sound interesting i thought that was nice uh overall i just i just had a little bit of trouble getting into the sound of this one too the sparse beat was really nice but i feel like it was a little bit more on the trappier side that I don't relate to as much. Or the sound, it wasn't really in the sphere of what I, I want to put on. But I still really like and respect what he's doing with this project. So it's almost like in the last couple... The first two songs, I really fucking like. The next two songs, I really respect, even if I don't like it quite as much. So I gave it a 4.35 because I can tell how well made it is. I can tell how on pointy it is, how tight it is, how well done it is. And my, my enjoyment is just a little bit of the grade um anyway that's cool and i believe we get a little friend joining us on the next one as we talk about our high top versace's um i don't know any other guys from the ghetto with a versace deal um maybe not versace but i do think that aesop rocky could have a versace deal so i just want to throw that out there maybe i don't know what i'm talking about but he looks like the kind of guy that could get a versace deal um anyway i had a lot of trouble with this one because it's a really well-made flossy trap song but like young thug doesn't sound bad to me i don't understand the hate towards guys like young thug like people think that what he does is talentless i hear what he does and it's a little bit like it's not like my favorite the effects he uses and shit but he he's really articulate or enunciates well i find him really clear i find he has like a, a cool bass melody i feel like the enhances flow but he still has this like flow that's his i mean he says like almost nothing that i care about i mean i got yellow shit sucking my socks off uh it's so crazy how this money start a lot of stuff all this motherfucking money starting to double up it's fine this is not really me- i'm not the audience of this song But 2 chain still raps well. Like, 2 chain still comes in and does his shit. Like, I'm a beast. I'm a dog. I ain't taking no days off. I appreciate a man. On the grind. Autumn Cloudy-ass diamonds got your necklace look like fog. I guess that means that you're, um... I guess, yeah, diamonds are supposed to be clear, I suppose. So, if you have bad diamonds, they'll be cloudy. I don't know. I don't fucking do the jewelry thing. That's not me. But... I, I get it even if i was rich i don't think i'd do a lot of jewelry i don't know i, I respect it like the way Two change just loves jewelry that's really cool because like as much as i say i don't have jewelry if you made the jewelry do technological things i have all the jewelry because like an apple watch is jewelry i can't afford a cool watch like that but if i could i'd have like eight of them just lined up like every fucking watch synced to my phone yeah no i get it i just have to remember that i treat tech the way these guys treat fashion and shit fair enough um when my foot been on the pedal i've been on this level when i married kisha only time i'm gonna settle hope you prepared you yeah, the dragons there yeah i've been spitting fire no you motherfucker scared it's fine it's fine like this is not really one that i'm into while i recognize how well done it is i don't know that's something i find happens more and more as i listen to stuff that isn't meant for me because that not when you and this is the part of the album where i find i uh, when it's a good album i'm able to say this these songs have been kind of different sound wise changing it up so we're five tracks in and i feel like we've gotten five different concepts and five different sounds a couple flossy but different kinds of flossy so this one isn't so money in the way this one is more fashiony i don't know that this is 100 percent for me but from an album point of view he's reaching more people by doing this and he's creating a a, a it's all sticking to his main theme of maybe looking at the different cultural parts of hip-hop and just what's preached to people and like what's out there and i think it's really cool uh, in terms of how he's sticking to the theme of the album even if this one is a little bit more on my opinion on the vapid side i still feel how a lot of people want this kind of sound and to be able to do more of a lyrical heavy tone song followed by something like high top versace and i know there's some other heavier shit coming to see that kind of flow in and out of topics and creating a more content driven project that still has that kind of floss i think it's kind of relevant if you're a guy like 2chains to hit the different parts of your fan base so well done not as much for me i give it a 4.15 i would definitely skip this one personally but not out of like oh this song sucks but just there's other songs i like on this project and it's hard for me to get into this subject matter anyway uh the next one features mr World, mr travis scott so why don't we talk about whip we're like we're still on this more flossy i guess I don't want to call it vapid because it's vapid based on my interest. I don't care about – like just words like whipping again, whipping and whipping and whipping again, back at it again, back at it, back at it again, all winter, all summer, Range Rovers, Black Hummers. This is not – i don't get pumped by that shit it just doesn't work for me so travis scott sounds really lovely but he says literally nothing in that hook that interests me so the song fails to hook me the way that it might hook you still that's fine when Chain starts celebrate kfc i was like that's kind of clever you know and it went 20 llc's alexa play who played me And that's when he got me. He had the fucking Alexa line, adding a little bit of tech, adding a little bit of voice assistant shit. But then arrogantly and flossy, like, yo, but who's playing Two Chains right now? Now I'm gonna go ask Alexa if people if that's a question. Or I don't have an Alexa. I have a Google Home, so I'm gonna ask the Okay Google if that works. I hope my phone didn't just. Oh fuck, my phone did. Thankfully, it's locked, so you can't even fucking do that, right? Because if you're using an Android phone like me and you say Okay Google, it's gonna fucking trigger and it's gonna record what you're saying and ask a. The worst is when you have the little okay Google in the living room and your phone and then the one it picks up both but the one on your phone does not understand what the fuck you're saying and then the one anyway. I don't know if you guys use these. This is just tension. I like the uh, the line you finer than fashion nova because uh i don't know i've seen a lot of their clothes there's this one girl on who puts stories on my facebook and she keeps buying shit from them and they look like they're pretty solid for what they do i'm curious you know if y'all buy clothes off of fashion over or know anything more about the company but it does make you really want to see what's in them jeans if the stuff is really nice you know it's like it's it's fine um it's just not i I just don't really know what i'm supposed to be taking personally from this song but it also has to do with the fact that i don't really live this life and a lot of this shit like i'm not into the fashion i'm not into that kind of flossing so it's a little bit hard for me to get into i mean i do appreciate his skill and i appreciate the fact that he's still kind of keeping consistent his rhyming is solid it's just like, she do whatever I want. Yeah, I had to make back for five years. I still never sat in the front. Yeah, that's a cool line because other people drive for him and shit, I guess. If, especially if you smoke a lot of marijuana, you should probably not drive. It's good to have drivers. I um, bought her designer, Lil Mama. I'm proud of her. Uh, she got a body pick out of a lineup. She ever leave me. I'm coming to find her, whip in the kitchen. I'm chef at the Katanas. To me, that's, that's just good. It's just like he's rhyming words to me um it's fine i'm sorry if this is not the right reaction i respect the talent i really enjoy the sound of the beat i really enjoy the sound of two chains so like if i tone out what he's actually saying and i just let this song play and i don't think about the words i actually really enjoy the vibe of the song and i think it's actually really fun to listen to but once I start thinking about the words, I go into st- I, I think too much, and it kind of ru- ruins it a little bit for me. I'll give you this a four point two. It's really well made, but the last three songs are not a hundred percent for me. They uh, it was a little bit harder. This is the part where I was like, "Uh oh!" The first two are so good. Am I am I gonna like what's left on this album? I don't know. Let's go through the rest of the journey together. Y'all can find out as we talk about NCAA. So this is a cool song. I feel like that this is really playing up on the title of the song rap or go to the league so in the first verse i think we're talking more rapping trapping that traditional style of thing um i smoke myself i take this open beat i smoke myself to sleep got myself for free make a left right on the street you know and he's just kind of spitting and just kind of walking you through the story almost feels like describing the trap life a bit uh said fool that's the ocean i use good pussy like it's lotion i shoot a for promotion drop my album off the court to make post it i told you trapping is a sport i'm like damn that does sound a lot about the kind of shit you know you would look at and how people play it and i suppose it really kind of can be viewed as a sport especially with money or fame as the scorecard i want to comment a lot about like what you know the the circumstances of being a drug dealer with the ethics in it, but when you do look at it from a music perspective, yeah, it's a fucking sport. You know, just watching the rappers go at it and trying to be fly with it and trying to do it all then sometimes it almost feels like people take it to a more extreme situation. Anyway, um i like when he said my latch my last bitch got some hay you can't ignore i told her i might take her on tour i used to roll my weed in front of the store then try so fast that disrespect your car i told him that my drizzle caviar i'm playing with the clit like a guitar i just feel so flossy it just feels so fly but then and i'm like what does that have to do with the ncaa how was my thoughts at this point then you get the chorus yeah ncaa we the young and dangerous we be balling hard yeah i just want some paper yeah oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense there's been quite a few people who's covered to play to the ncaa so i mean the quick version which i'm sure most of you know is um they're contractually obligated to make no money they essentially play for free they make billions of dollars for these colleges and these organizations the coaches are some of the highest paid public servants in america as in your tax money is paying these coaches as they make these billions of dollars and um basically it's to the point where like you can't sell merch but they can sell merch with your likeness and if i'm not mistaken it's like one of the only ways to go pro is to go through the ncaa so you have no choice but to do it and you're completely like fucked. they're broke they're overworked and they have to maintain good grades because they're here on scholarships it starts to get explored in the second verse so let me get this straight if i drop 40 today you don't care if i eat you don't care if i ate they say you better have good gray like a mixed baby hair they say we go into a tournament we go and need you there my like, damn, you're just a fucking, you're just cattle. It's just, you're just a fucking, oh, you're black, you're giant, you can play ball. Great, you better be there, you better show up. Oh, you want money? Remember that scholarship? You want to go back to the fucking hood? That just sounds dirty. And it is dirty. And I really appreciate that and then he kind of goes through the verse um i can't wait to go to the league so i can buy my mama what she want This that mindset that mentality made me a killer fatality from the public houses to a couple houses to a couple cars sipping a couple tea no teacup just a bully i've read up with a fully my mood changed about money might open up another company put that in an llc like how you gonna try and sue me and that's it like so let's say a kid did want to make money off of their likeness they could literally be liable of being sued which is what you like you're supposed to do this like if I pop and my brand my face my likeness my image works i'm totally gonna be having that as a company so i can profit off of that but because nobody owns me i can do that because of these contracts these kids sign they can't but then there's no other way around it because what you're not gonna take the scholarship to go to fucking school like that's the whole point of the grind it's just such a twisted fucking system i digress then it touches on manziel had the highest selling jersey Baron moved back to cleveland drake made a song about him. man he ain't even working and that's just powerful like because these kids can't profit off of the time when they're in school because all it could take is an injury or maybe a scandal or maybe if something happens to you so they can't actually make bank they can't do anything with it they have no security nest and that means that let's say there's a funnel of this many people that could be making money off of their brand and only this many people will ultimately get to the final stage of all these people who should be profiting only these ones will and that's fucked up because all of us like man I, even i know what march madness is you know like even you know like all sorts of shit so much happens off of the culture of the ncaa and it's fucked up that it's just fucked up and then the little outro i think that we have brainwashed our kids in a black community to think they can only be entertainers uh, jocks i said first of all we can be doctors lawyers engineers teachers fire and policemen and the truth of the matter is you got a much better chance of being one of those than you do in being in the nba and that's a powerful idea and a powerful sentiment because it's kind of true like really numerically speaking even if you're in a worse circumstances you have a higher chance of getting into law school because there's just more available positions in law school or med school than there are players who play in the nba now i might be a bit of a hypocrite i'm trying to be a rapper podcasting fucking everything don't get me wrong i'm still chasing that dream but i also have a day job and i also know what happens if that the dream doesn't work so but i'm also privileged as fuck with you know coming from canada and being in a very different life so i'm not trying to compare that sometimes i forget who you know what i'm talking about but like i don't want to imply like i know better than the mentality but i know what two chains is trying to teach and what mentality he's discussing because i used to be poor and when you grow up poor you do it is tough to believe in making the right choices and you will do sometimes more desperate things anyway i i like this this is this is like wow all of a sudden we're back at it all of a sudden the album's back on tone with like cool shit, in my opinion and this is a 4.5 i really really enjoyed this song the next one features Kendrick Lamar and it's called Mama I hit a lick. So in his mind, uh, and this is from Two Chains on Mouth on my interview, hit a lick is anything. Like whether it's crimes to songs to winning to losing, it's just I i did my shit. I got my things no matter what it is. I accomplished or was successful in a thing. So Mama I hit a lick. Abandoned another podcast. That's, that would be my version of it. Maybe your version is something more illicit. Maybe your version is something more nine to fivey. Maybe your version is what it is anyway two chains came in i mean he's next to k so he's gotta come in not to say that he's actually failed like i feel like any one of these songs two chains performed up to like the part of being next to kendrick lamar in my opinion not to imply like that's what i'm trying to say not to imply he wasn't elsewhere but maybe you didn't want to do the whip subject matter quite the same on this one but this has some really fucking great lines in it um just right off the jump i'm coming baby send the address progress never digress you the last one didn't pass the fly test i rappers no digest i was like all right that's a pretty cool start off he's about moving forward he's about fucking up rappers you can't handle them fuck a piece he wants to hold pie graph money taller than a giraffe all right he's coming in i can't say any of that's next level to me but it was still enjoyable it's still a good fucking energy i'm feeling it fox saw me like vivica like that line um then he said uh there was like man he fresh i was like go dj go when they play your new shit i was like no dj no you can go on skip that i'll buy a house and flip that and i was like that's it that's the dopest shit from two chains inspired because the manny fresh go dj song great fucking line and that's some classic shit you put it on yeah let's listen Oh, your new shit's trash whatever you can skip that in the same way that he buys property to flip it for more money. That's intelligent shit. Um, if you are wealthy, do the real estate thing. Poor folk like me, well, you dream about being wealthy enough to do the we- real estate thing. They say chilly in a way where it kind of sounds like killy or tilly. I couldn't hear it properly at first, but then I realized it's chilly. Um, Kendrick Lamar comes in. and So, sorry, something I forgot to push is it's like so that... Kendrick's song there uh with J-Rock in uh Future wins a Grammy. So it's like Two Chains has to do the high pitched like la di la di kind of voice for a half second on his song, so he does that. But then kendrick comes in and he starts rapping fall off on this bitch bop on this bitch my comma said to flow. you call in this bitch i threw a 100 more so he's, he's flossing but then he drops his voice and does the i've never heard that one before that so i don't like kendrick's high pitch voice i think it's fucking annoying but his low pitch voice it was like is there a feature who the fuck is that he goes on and he flosses but i was really more fascinated just by his voice and by how he kept changing back and forth and how much i guess control he has almost syllables like changing almost like a high to a normal mid line at one point i thought that was super fascinating i don't know that when kendrick does features he ever really says a lot that interests me as a person most often i feel like he's there and he flosses out and i feel like he treats it like a feature is a place he can be more of a traditional rapper whereas on his albums he's going to be this next level figure so that's what i've always that's what i felt about kendrick's features at least for a while now and i feel like next to two chains this is a really cool flossy song like it feels really good to listen to uh everything about the lines is 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 fine like there's no lyric here that feels annoying or anything it just kind of feels like a really fun flossiness i do like when kendrick's like sit you rudy poos in the nosebleed. now my pocket's holding big protein because it's like i don't know it's just like it's fine like i like the rudy poos because it reminds me of the rock but like I don't know, I just don't like listening to people who are richer than me talking about how they're richer than me. That is always going to be a hard one for me to get into as a person. It doesn't inspire me so much as I find it a little bit much, but at least they do it well. At least everybody sounds proper because this shit's a 4.75 as much as the theme isn't my favorite i don't think i'm really conveying how much i really found myself being like yeah as i'm like listening to it in my chair and i'm just vibing to it so it does have that vibe it does have that great beat everybody delivers like what they're supposed to and i just kind of wish the subject matter was a little bit more like an ncaa or another one on this album it, it's fine for what it is I, I it's one of the higher graded ones i've given as you can tell anyway the next one has a fucking surprising feature miss seven rings herself uh ariana grande um i don't know two chains man it sound like everything about my relationship with ariana grande is super professional we just work on songs i ain't getting involved in my drama and i really liked hearing him say that but then Sway's like so you did a song with the number one shot ch- topper you sly dog you and two chains was like almost like you motherfucker did you have to say it and i thought that was moment that was a hilarious moment in that interview um again that's linked below i recommend checking it out listening to two chains talk was really fun um This is a power couple trap love song, is what I would call this. But what I love about it is this fucking power couple shit. Like, the girl knows that, like, she's she's waiting. There's some distance between them. She's worrying about him coming home, but she's used to this life. She's chosen it. She's down for the ride. She's with him and then you have two chains coming in with stuff like fell in love with a real one this is a dedication had him patiently waiting for a revelation even when i ain't around ain't no separation your skin's smooth your eyes brown you're far from basic we go to different places with no suitcases but when we come back we got suitcases that's pretty cool so he's so into this girl that when he's like chilling with her and he's heading around it's like and i okay Fun fact when I went to Pakistan because I did we I went with no clothes. It was like my suit that I cause I, if I'm gonna travel I wear a suit behind that suits because a suit's my thing otherwise. Um and then uh basically we I went there with like nothing, threw out all the clothes I did go with, came back with a whole new wardrobe. And so I just picture that moment. It's like, Oh, you're so wonderful, I'm so rich, let's fly to another place. We're not even gonna come with clothes, we're just gonna get shit every day that we're there, you know. Right now, I use love for medication. Back in the day, I'd shoot Cupid with no hesitation. I got more than 40 acres for my reparations. Pussy on my navigation. That's my destination. I think it's cool that, like... Because in the midst of all of this, typically you had to uh, fuck your hoe. And it, he did mention he used to fuck your hoes on this. But this might be the first time we're really going into like, his desires for women on this. And it's about a down-to-ride girl that he's absolutely with. this This person he's enjoying. This girl that he loves. Maybe it's a little bit... It's like a combination of her attitude and her looks. And he's really into that. I mean, even when he's popping ecstasy and they're fucking or whatever in the second verse. And she's just great and i don't know that like lyrically it's like the greatest in terms of love songs but it is really respectful and it does like relate to somebody who is in a relationship and when you are in that person so hearing him want to fuck the girlies with and tear it apart well yeah when you're in love with a girl you want to fuck her and tear it apart that's some proper shit like more people need to be making songs about how being in a committed relationship is some hella good sex because when you trust that girl you can do the kinky stuff can't do the kinky stuff so much with strangers that's like asking for charges in 2019 nah that's some relationship love shit if you really want to do it right um anyway like sorry i didn't answer the phone i was slapping ass last night i didn't answer i was pulling hairs so y'all know me so low-key like i enjoyed that it's just like he it just he's so into fucking his woman that like you don't even matter in that moment it needs to be said that ariana grande sounds gorgeous on that chorus. Like she, it's like you know when you hear a voice and you're like yeah it makes sense that she has like the top five songs or whatever record she just hit recently it's like it makes sense i mean i can't stand the thank you next like i hated that one like i just she sounds so depressed and boring but here it's like when it's like this power couple type love, her jadedness really works. I liked it. I really like how she sounds. I think they work really well together, and I look forward to the next two Chains Ariana collaboration. This is this is cool. Um, earlier in the podcast i mentioned how like it's really cool how they kind of use different samples and shit to like lace into particular parts to create like a dynamic effect on the beat and i feel like they used ariana's kind of like sounds just randomly almost randomly placed throughout the song not on regular intervals to enhance the beat and create like an extra level of flair and it's just really cool it's just a really good song it's like this is one of the better rap love songs i've heard to be honest with you in terms of At least in the trap genre. So I really dug it. 4.5 on 5. I could recommend this to people who are like, blah, blah, blah. Nah, man, this is some married people fucking shit, or at least relationship level fucking shit. That's more relatable than fucking host to me, at least. So anyway, I enjoyed that. Unfortunately, I feel like my trend of enjoyment got clipped a little bit, as it's a girl's best friend. I learned on this song that Lil Wayne was 2 Chainz's best man And if you go to Genius, you can see a picture of 2 Chains getting married And there's Wayne standing next to him being his best man um, Ty Dolla Sai Ein is up on this shit um, He's always good on a chorus He's always doing some vapid shit like Dolla Sai And I'll buy diamonds, buy some diamonds I'ma buy some diamonds I'ma buy some diamonds I'ma buy some diamonds, buy some diamonds. They say diamonds diamonds they say diamonds a girl's best friend best friend best friend i wanted to read it to you like that because that is the actual chorus read out in words now he makes it sound nicer and it flows and whatever but I don't like diamonds much because I went ahead and learned about the diamond industry, and then you know you watch Blood Diamond with Leo DiCaprio, and you start googling shit, and then yes, there's cruelty-free shits, and you can get clean diamonds and stuff. But I'm a person that per that this is my beliefs. So you don't have to agree with me. That by buying clean diamonds, dirty diamonds, any kind of diamonds, you perpetuating a bunch of fake shit, like the diamond industry scam of engagement rings. Like I told the girl, you can have whatever ring you want as long as it's not a diamond. You can find shit that's more. The ring can be more expensive than a diamond ring. It's not about the money. It's about the principle of the diamond. And that's my personality, because that diamond is a girl's best friend line is literally one of the best marketing scams. I think it's only a hundred years old nowish. It is one of the best scams a generation has ever been subdued to that has forced crazy amounts of debt on people. It is so ludicrous. That's not what this song's really about, so I just and if it is isn't I missed the point, my bad. I took it more like, well, I'm rich, so I'm going to buy some shit and she'll fuck me. Anyway, uh I ain't playing, so no switching to the next plan. I need insurance on them chains down, a neck plan. Then I told Shardy earlier really, with the X Games, I ain't playing, I ain't tripping, I ain't tripping. I'm a hitter in the, oh, 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 I'm a grown man, I ain't got to bleep it out. But he did kind of bleep it out. So you got a new watch, let me peep it out. Yeah, new shit i i don't know this this again is really like this is the least for me song on this album it is it's fine um so they let hit me at the jeweler hallelujah let's spend some cash get some more ass i'ma pop some more tags i am gonna get some more bags it's almost like dr susie in the flow No disrespect, actually, that's a compliment, because I like the lyrical flow of Dr. Seuss's writing, and it it works. Some people might take that in a bad way, but no, it's a compliment. It really is. I I think this song is well put together. I think it's exactly what it's supposed to be for a vapid pop song, but this, to me, is a vapid fucking pop song. I give it a 4, because it doesn't actually annoy me in any way. It's just to me it was a little disappointing to hear this like literally right after the power couple track with ariana although technically in power couples you can fuck people on the side because everybody trusts each other and it's not really about that so maybe it works i don't know i I just this one was weird for me i had a little bit of trouble with it but as has been in the trend on the album when i had some doubt the next song blew me away so let's talk about two dollar bill so this song has two chains and lil wayne along with e40 basically describing in their verses how they are rare because the chorus has i'm rare i'm rare and you're like okay and like you know what the first couple times i heard it i'm like this is so bland no 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 it hypes up it's like a build up it's like a kind of like a a simple that blows up into like something more explosive in a more vocal way so i was like okay i can get into that so he's rare like a two dollar bill okay and it is it is a rare thing i'm not gonna call this hook the most brilliant thing i've ever heard But it is interesting because, um, at least in Canada, $2 bills, I remember when they phased them out, uh, we have toonies. Let me me, me take a quick second here. This is my change cup. And if I reach, I don't know if you saw my cup. I wasn't looking at the camera. Hold on. No, that's a loonie. We are, in fact, going to pull out and show you the toonie because you probably have seen it. But this is a toonie, a $2 coin. And you'll see there's a polar bear right over there. That's a polar bear. That is uh, a $2 coin that replaced our $2 bill like sometime in my lifetime. I might have a $2 bill somewhere, but I don't think I do. That was, that was, I don't know if that was interesting to you. Um. Anyway, 2 Chains comes in and he's wrapping proper. Uh, spit cool shit, need mucinix because he's got a cold. So he needs the medicine. Oof, diamond chain around my neck with the crucifix. I mean okay, I like the first line art in the second. Got a family now, so I gotta pipe down for a young hoe fuck up my timeline. I'm like, okay, so he's got a family, meaning that if he fucks some hoe and she puts some shit on blast, his timeline's gonna get fucked up with stories and scandals and gossip. So essentially what Mr. Two Chains is saying is he's gotta behave and not fuck some young thought for randomness. He's gotta be smart, you know? I wear my shades at night like Corey Hart. That's a good line. Corey Hart's that's a good guy that's a sad thing to think about um uh anyway uh i don't know if that's really what i was thinking maybe i'm wrong i was thinking maybe it's not who i was Uh, sometimes i you know what y'all know what i'm talking i'm just gonna keep going here and stop trapping and the plug say i broke his heart aww Because he had so much money coming through so that's a big deal that he stopped on a seafood diet i don't fuck with pork i respect that the more i learn about um health and shit it's kind of cool i'm not into seafood but i respect where he's coming from and i like that because the more people that kind of mention just dietary choices and choosing to eat smarter the better we as people and healthier will become i'm obviously not a skinny person i have enjoyed shit food most of my life and so this kind of lines remind me just to eat better you know uh... i'm rare like a that's loyal Oof, that's a that's a good line i'm rare like a girl with me that ain't spoiled so if you are a girl with them you to be floored you're gonna get a lot of nice things whatever i'm rare like mister clean with hair because mister clean doesn't have hair um, anyway it's also a line that kind of whatever um, then the, the chorus kicks in whatever i don't know why i keep saying whatever sometimes it's like mid song i get all like weirded out that i'm fucking boring or sucking or something i digress uh verse two has lil wayne and i really like how he starts off i'm rare i promise i swear i'm high midair don't vomit up here and he wants you to know that he'll get fucked up and you don't have to worry about cleaning up a mess and that is how lil wayne starts his verse um like the 13th floor fuck it i'm gonna take the stairs so a lot of buildings will skip a 13th floor literally and not have it there and then for, i guess there's no elevator stop at it so you have to take the, the stairs to get it i'm not 100 percent sure the implications of the line um like what two chains wears that shit's from rio de janeiro i thought that was cool like because i could just, you know P- wheezy's just out going off the off the top with it and so he looks up he sees what he's wearing goes oh that's from rio de janeiro it's in the fucking line runs on through i his verse to be quite flowing well really enjoyable it just fits this song it's proper but really e40 kind of steals the show rare like real rare like 12 figures rare like wagyu steak rare like 88 polaroid pictures those are all definitely rare things and it's said very quickly with his typical e40 crazy style my bite is stronger than my bark. To shit like dog park. Treat a Bugatti like just a uh, fucking go-kart. That's some shit. I mean, I wish I could afford to treat a Bugatti like a bo- uh, go-kart. And he just kind of comes in with his... Like, he just sounds so smart. Like, like entrepreneurial level smart. Hella sharks in his business. Stay with the harpoon. I got game like Donald going. Startup companies. Cryptocurrency coins. Like a bicentennial quarter. I'm hella rare. And you know what? I love the fact that he's bringing up shit like cryptocurrency in the middle of his song because... For a while, it was the smartest way to distribute narcotics. It might not be now, but for a while, it was one of the smartest and intelligentest ways to uh, do it in an anonymous way. I digress. I really enjoyed listening to it. I like when he's like, I'm an innovator, a trans sweater, far from a copycat. I don't rap like none of you. I'm one-on-one. The baddest bitch in the world could suck my dick, and I bet I won't come, bitch. I mean that's hard when you know you're so flyed that the bass girl in the world could come at your dick and you still ain't gonna finish i don't know this one the sound of the beat the flyness to it the flashiness to it everybody coming on point everybody delivering great lyrics and bars and everything i thought it was incredible to listen to so i gave this one a five on five anyway next track is called i said me um this is a fascinating thing um i don't know if the ariana grande song came and two chains heard it and then wrote this or if the remix because the remix featuring two chains came out right before it i guess maybe they came to the idea at the same time but still we got the raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens and bright copper kettles and worm wool and mittens you know that shit. these are a few of my favorite things everybody likes that song everybody knows that song at least i can't stand musical shit, but it's pretty iconic and then it just like flips in rain drops some roses and he's going yeah yeah I got plenty of shit I got plenty in the bag I got plenty in my holster plenty of ammo big line like you know what I'm saying but I'm really my kids be listening to my shit now so I have to done that shit down yeah and so that was interesting so while talking about all his favorite things which is what he's done in his music we'll say all of a sudden he has the extra element is I'm a dad and my kids is growing up so um yeah my daughter asked me what a drug dealer was I said me I was like, fuck. That might be one of the hardest lines on the album, I think, because that is some unapologetic, sh- unapologetic shit. And it's also not something I think you hear a lot of, like, yo, when your kid approaches you and goes, Daddy, you used to rap about selling crack. What's a drug dealer? Well, I'm a drug dealer. When the lawyer asked me what a fucking killer was, I said me. When the bitch asked what a real was, I said me. Overseas in a yacht, they asking who it was, I said me and then i don't know flows into the song i get high if it's the right amount i get a buzz checking my account i get tipsy eating red pussy as yes, they dripping because the feds looking teriyaki on my portobello so many rats my house look like a fender better and it just kind of flows i like when he said i ain't have no work done like kendall jenner like kind of authenticity yeah that feel to it flows on the verses and it's just hype that's what i have to say about this this is the the best of the flossy hype shit you know like it feels unapologetic. It feels like this flare to it. It feels almost like a pinnacle of the album moment. Like this self-awareness on the track that gets delivered is so powerful. Maybe it's just a hook, but that hook is next level. Like you almost you're at home. Like yeah, my daughter asked me what a drug dealer was. I said me. Like I don't know. Maybe I'm just that kind of person. But I just felt like this one. I got so into so fast. um I just lost my count count counting blessings 12th grade got locked up for possessions Tried to call God he ain't answered Sent me the voicemail he pressed cancel Load the AR for temper tantrums around Hit an AR damn son She knows she is a snack like concession I used to sell crack out detention And you just like hear like The kind of life that he has going on here The violence, the drug dealing, the whole situation This is who he is And he fucking owns it And then of course he keeps doing these fucking lines To appeal to the geek in me this shit here real as hell no vr it's fucking dope i love it i love the way he's approaching this shit um chorus kicks back in i like how he keeps santaling shit like i said meat, raindrops roses like it's just cool the way that they're doing this and then you know third verse flows in comes on through and all in all i gotta say this song is literally one of the best on the project i would say if i had to say there was one song i listened to on my points i said me i'm kind of torn between two dollar bill and i said me those two songs are like the flyest points of this album so like we went from like the worst song in my opinion to like the best two so i'm giving this a five this is some next level shit to me i really enjoyed this shit and I, i i just i don't know something about it hit me perfectly all right next one is i'm not crazy life is um i feel like this one just kind of has each of these guys describing situations where people felt they were they were crazy but they still kind of persevered and it was worth it so like 2chains starts us off going that good ass we though i feel like good ass we can solve any problem i get what you mean 2chains understood uh stay in the streets like it's room and board they know me for it. That's beside the point. Like a shooting guard, I'm moving forward, which is cool because basketball in the streets is kind of like his things, you know, where he comes from. Had aspirations of college ball. i done it all. Back on the wall, I'm so appalled. I'm going to brawl. My fashion sense commenced when I was young. Wore guns and dunkeries next to a packet gum. On foot, mothers that's on butters, concrete gutter. Want to hear that gun talk, that Draco stutter. You here i'm painting out like in his picture where he comes from the life that he was inspired by was again it has this very much was feeling to it um this is the life i chose and then it chose me back they threw me out to the wolves the wolves threw me back god no compassion for us the pastor said who else gonna believe for me i told all my sad bitches they wouldn't cheat on me and it's just like this attitude this this like unapologetic don't give a fuck situation and i'm like damn like on the one hand two chains brings some vapid shit on the other hand he brings heavy shit of his real truth you know and then that chorus they say i'm crazy now they say i was crazy then they're like look at that crazy man they say look at that crazy man so if you picture him in the streets trying to push it trying to pursue his dreams people might think he's crazy for living our life especially if you're a straight-a student selling drugs and playing ball that might be a life people consider to be a little bit crazy Especially having a harem and expecting them to be faithful. That might be crazy to some people. Um, Chance the Rapper comes in and then... He, he starts us off a little more political. Uh, I met my BM when I was nine. I had a hunch back then, but I took my time. I told him Trump was going to win. So did I. They said you lying. But the truth is, you knew Trump was going to win off his first speech if you were really looking at the signs. Seen a whole bunch of signs. I didn't sign. So he stayed. So that's a cool thing because he saw the signs in regards to Trump winning, but also maybe record labels and shit he didn't sign to it. I told you, into your pockets before you took my charger i told you there wasn't solid before you took them charges you know like just kind of letting people know that he was a little prophetic with it and then my favorite one is um i'm like a fortune teller orson weller and i've been thinking a lot about orson well and especially 1984 recently so that's a really cool thing because that book is mad prophetic and uh a cool retelling of the story is the circle which i read recently um that's a cool book freer than an open letter i connect the polka dots they're gonna say conspiracy haters gonna say it's photoshop i'm like damn that's some fucking crazy shit. like no matter what you can spit the truth and you're gonna have that polarized kind of response from it And then Kodak Black comes in. While I'm not the hugest fan of the effects he chooses to use on his voice, I do have to appreciate that he took this verse to basically validate himself. Fuck Instagram. I don't need your blue check. He doesn't have to be verified. I guess he's not a verified artist, but maybe he is. So apparently he's now verified. Project Baby, my whole family in a duplex. I be stepping on fellas' house. I will. still be selling records. I'm about to call my little homie and go steal me a Tesla. Travis Scott say he love when I put my soul in it. J. Cole told me I'm the one that call cool with it. Which is true. J. Cole was kind of like, yeah, he kind of reminds me of some other dudes that I grew up, you know, from my part of town. A.M. outside the glizzy, he said that boy's silly. Versace on my feet, Versace on a titty. Okay, fine. I got two chains on my neck, but I be more litty. Good that he's doing a two chain shout out. Remember Master P told me I'm the new ditty. Master P tried to sign me, I wasn't going for it. I told Birdman, you gonna need some more coins. And I like that because... Man, Kodak is kind of saying these legitimate artists you all love, love my passion, Master P, the business mogul of all time, not of all time, but he's a huge business mogul who should get some more shine and love for his business prowess than he does, tried to sign him, saw vision in him nah and then he's like i told everybody you're gonna need more to get me he knows his value he knows his worth which is almost something 2chains has been promoting on this album so actually having kodak black here is hella interesting and makes it really cool uh the beat's cool i found it was like a really enjoyable experience the song had a lot to say i like the fact that they had three such different perspectives three different types of people that you might call crazy and how they spun it and that that is really cool so i gave it a 4.5 on 5 that brings us to the last one on the album and yeah because 2chains wrote so much to talk about there's gonna be more to talk about as we discuss uncle sam i mean some people might hear this and go this is a boring fucking song about taxes because i mean it's not always exciting to talk about taxes but um, it's a really important song, I think. Just a perspective piece. Um, you know, he's rich, and he's like, "Hey, say one more chance." He say one more chance. He say one more chance. He won't forget it. At this point, I'm like, whatever. I'm not really sure what that one more chance is. Um, say it one more time. I don't stand in line. Got my drive in overdrive. I work overtime. He take half of mine. And then when you really think about taxes, that's kind of what happens. Like in Canada, um, I think between. The income tax that is like 35% of what I make gets taken off. And, like, trust me, I don't make two chains money. Um, I'm like middle class, I'm not even upper class. So, like, 35% goes away just off of income tax plus whatever other benefits you get. Um, and you have to have insurance, right, in Canada, if, if your company offers it, so that's like an extra little bit a year. Um, and then there's sales tax, where in Quebec it's 15%, so essentially I'm giving up like literally half my money to taxes personally, so hearing a song about taxes, knowing how much you're paying taxes, I kind of like that. Um, they say, uh, yeah, my uncle, like the middle man, is stealing on the side to survive. They say taxes gonna pay for the plan. I think Sam taking grams of the bag. That's just a hook. Uncle Sam taking grams at the bag. I think Sam taking crap said the bag yo let me tell you one thing maybe uncle Sam uh, isn't selling weed cuz federally it's whatever but Quebec's literally taking grams of the bag there's a couple it's a couple people who scaled the weed that Quebec sold, and it wasn't exactly honest I believe that Quebec is putting packaging um, into the weight of what they sell which I believe you're allowed to do so if you were to purchase one gram and 0.4 of that gram is the weight well that is not a very nice gram, mister Government Dealer. Uh, I digress. Uh, I don't know that the verses or anything were that interesting to me. What bracket that you put you in all depends. See the taxes pay the government to build a new bridge. See the take from the rich give to the poor and sick and I can't lie bit on both sides of the fence. See the education levels right here don't exist. Taxes pay twelve, but don't pay to him to kill the kids. What it that what it is. That was just a cell phone in the sound. I think Sam taking grams at the bag. And so, I mean, in a perfect world, the taxes would be like the rich get taxed and then the poor would get the money and then everything would be good. But in his reality... The poor never gets the money, so it just ends up being like when they kill, when the cops who are backed by Uncle Sam are killing kids with cell phones and shit, like literally shooting them down and stuff. Maybe it seems like these people are taking all your money and they're shooting you down. So it kind of feels like Sam's taking grams at the bag. Then um he does in his outro a little bit more of a talky thing really describes what taxes, a mandatory financial charge imposed upon a taxpayer by a government organization in order to fund raise public expenditures. A failure to pay along with evasion uh, or resistance to taxation is by ma- uh, by law and that's true um taxes is like a social agreement that like if you accept your identity you agree to this contract where you pay taxes in exchange for social services you don't have a choice so it's kind of like you have to do it or it's illegal and they can put you in jail but um yeah so it's kind of like you're being extorted by the government i mean i'm okay with paying taxes like i get it and i'm okay with the whole notion but when you really think about it it's kind of fucked up when there's all the corruption and bullshit that does go on like i'm not okay with taxes in a system that allows corporate lobbying which both my country even though it's illegal does in your country and the states probably does and if you're in everywhere it's everywhere okay in that world it kind of sucks um and then so if you make more than a half a million, you make over 100,000 a year. Sam won 35% of that, which is almost 40, which is almost 50. I just told you I'd give it 50 because he's not including sales tax, which would push it up. I remember being in the game song. I know a lot of people, you know, he had to pay like 2 million in taxes. And then Diddy's like, I had to pay 100. And I gave him a 105 just in case, you know. So it's almost like you have to pay a little bit more to bribe the government so they don't even dig deeper and come back and claim you owed them, even if you're being honest, even if you're doing it right um this song is kind of heavy and it's long but its purpose is not so much to entertain you in the sense of being a fly song but to educate you on that this is a very important subject that people really need to know about and i I really admire it i give it a 4.6 and i think it is a very interesting way to end the album because it's almost like if you make it regardless if you rap go to the league or do something else still have to deal with taxes and so ultimately the real trapper the real people exploiting and whatever would be uncle Sam the government that's cool that's an interesting almost punk way to end this album so uh, as far as the project goes I gave it a 4.507 I know sometimes when I grab my classic quest albums that's my cutoff it's a 4.5 it's a classic I don't know that I know that this is a classic album I think this is a really well made album that furthers the point that real hip hop is being made like that real hip-hop culture shit that's meant to educate, inspire and lift people out of like poverty and I think that's his goal on this album is to get you to think and to be smarter. So for that, I admire that hip hop tr- uh, that two chains dropped a very powerful project and a really great project and a project that I think deserves a lot of respect i don't know if this is the two chains project per se but i think this is a great project and what this does is secures me as a two chains fan and has me excited for his next album so i'm really looking forward to seeing what he does next i hope he continues in this direction i know he was talking about breath control and wanting to learn how to go like really fast and shit in that interview so i would love to see him become a chopper a little bit but I just, I'm so impressed by the maturity and the, the fact that it's like a growing man trying to be a grown man on this project. I think that's very important in this day and age. So that's what I have to think about that. But more importantly i care a lot about what you have to think about that so feel free to hit me up in the comments and let me know what you think about this review this album anything really uh i'll talk to you uh you know that's what it is in the comment section uh special thanks to vendell williams super real School 1994 chris prado uh carl j and Ismail damsey they support what we do they helped us get a new camera they're gonna help they just keep helping us and inspiring us and it really matters you know because it's not the easiest thing in the world to day in day out make these reviews but to know that these people support us and uh really just inspires us and uh they get to tell us what albums to review so as an example this weekend we're recruiting uh recording a review for Lindell Williams we're gonna be doing Boogie Down productions edutainment and if you join the Patreon you can force our hands the following week will be from Carl and it's gonna be Goody Mob Soul Food and that is just kind of where it's at. So you can check us out there and tell us whatever you want. Get access to content early as long as I'm on time with it. And uh yeah we have a public Discord now that you can join on the description and if you join the Patreon I'll send you the link to the private one, so you can talk to us there and kind of have a little better access to us and we're going to look into more cool things to give you over time i dropped a project recently on spotify itunes it's even on this very channel if you want to just hit you know the behind that suit thing i put our music as like the top shit so you can check it out uh, and then yeah so you can let me know what you think about that and on that note i'll look forward to the next review that k reno shit still coming for those of you wondering i'm going to record it soon take care have a wonderful week peace